You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. If you have your Bible very quickly, let's run along. Matthew 17 and Mark chapter number 9. Matthew 17 and Mark chapter number 9. Read one verse in Matthew 17, one verse in Mark 9, 17, 21 and Mark 9, 29. Hallelujah. Matthew 17, 21 says, How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. I thought you read with me together. How be it this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Mark 9:29, And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. From time to time, you bump into a, this kind of situation. If you haven't bumped into just yet, keep living. It's a matter of time you bump into a, this kind. This kind of test, this kind of challenge, this kind of difficulty. Uh, and here Jesus begins to give us the recipe or the solution for handling this kind or any kind. It is by the dual combination of prayer and fasting. For an assignment this morning, unleashing the hidden power of prayer and fasting. There's a power to be unleashed. Unleashing the hidden power of prayer and fasting. Our Father, thank you for blessing the gathering of the saints today. Blessing the reading of your word. Now I beseech you to bless the teaching of the self-same word. Give us understanding, illumination, enlightenment, and cause us to move to the next level. We'll vow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Today as a church family, we embark on what promised to be a most exciting, adventurous time in our pursuit and our seeking the face of the Lord in 21 days of waiting, watching, praying and fasting. I, I want you to see this for what it is. A divine opportunity given us by God to take our entire spiritual life our health, our finances, our marital destiny, at that, every aspect of our lives to a whole new level. It's a divine opportunity. It, it must have been seen as something we, we do religiously at the early part of the year or other churches do religiously, but it must be seen as us giving our God the first fruit, which is the first few days or weeks of the year. And according to the law, first fruit, when you give God or when the first is blessed, the rest also are blessed. So when you honor the Lord with your first, your first hours of the day, your first week of the month, your first month of the year, you're telling God, I'm commending 
and committing to you the rest of the season. Now, a 21-day investment can change your entire life and the trajectory of where your life will be between now and the end of the year is a well worth investment to give the Lord. 21 days. Saints, we are in the year of wonders 2021. The journey has begun. The race has begun. And the reality is, is this is what God has uh, proposed and determined to do for us as a family, global family, and those who are here today. But you see, the method of God's operation is twofold. He speaks his word prophetically or declares his word and then he goes on to confirm or to perform the word he speaks. So in the first instance, God will speak prophetically. In the second instance, he will bring about a performance or manifestation of the word he speaks or spoke. Between the speaking and the manifestation or between the prophecy and the performance, he expects you, the saint, to take responsibility. What does that mean? There are certain things he expects to do by way of positioning yourself to bring about in partnership with God the reality and the manifestation of the words he speak over your life. The Bible declares in 1 Timothy 1.18 This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare right so the words of prophecy went over you Timothy and the intention was for you to use the words spoken over your life to go to battle to go to warfare so prophecies are never supposed to be what we sit on prophecies are instruments and vehicles of weaponry for us to use to war until there is a performance or there is a manifestation of what the Lord spoke to us. So there is a place of collaboration and partnership. Upon Mount Camel, the man of God, Elijah, prophesied that I hear the sound of our bonus of rain. 1 Kings 18.41, that I hear the sound of our bonus of rain. But hearing the sound is not the same thing as seeing the sound. And he had to go into what I call a, 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 a place of, of transformation or a place of, 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 of a manifestation of the words spoken or better still, the words heard to see a performance or rain actually coming down over the nation. And he went into prayer. He prophesied. He went into prayer. He bowed his knees, put his head between his, 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 his knees and began to pray. As he prayed, he sent his servant to go out and look. Said, have you seen something? Said, I haven't seen it yet. And he prayed again and said, you go again. He stood in the place of prayer long enough for there to be a performance of what he saw. Kotiata. So it's one thing to hear the sound, it's another for you to see the sound. And between the hearing of the sound, wonders 2021 and seeing the sound, God said, engage in this area of prayer. And I add, adding the second wing of fasting to it. 
Somebody shout a big amen. So there are many prophetic words hanging over your life. But God said, I, I want you to engage the womb of prayer. And in that place, birth the reality. Birth the manifestation. Birth the tangibility of the things I spoke to you. Your life is designed to be a wonder. But you must birth it in the place of prayer. Somebody shout a big amen. God speaks and God performs. The Lord sent an angel to Mary. Said, Mary, you're going to have a baby. Said, how shall this be? Luke 135 says, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. The Holy Ghost shall come over you, overshadow you, and a holy thing will be formed in your womb. But it will happen by you allowing yourself to be incubated by the Holy Ghost. And Luke 145 says, that unblessed is she that believeth ah, for there shall be a performance of the things spoken to her <laughs> so things were spoken things have been spoken to you hello but your faith must be engaged your prayer altar must be burning hot you must engage the added wing of fasting to see that the reality of what was spoken will be tangible said there shall be a performance of the things spoken to you if only you believe praise God somebody shout with me I believe that this is my season of wonders I see wonders all around me in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah beloved prayer is a potent force a powerful force if not one of the most powerful forces God has given believers because by it we actually bring to alignment the earth plane to the heavenly plane Jesus in teaching the disciples how to pray said pray thus our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on the earth as it is done in heaven so prayer is one of the ways and means to engage the will of God and to enforce the will of God in heaven is done in your life done in your home done in your family done concerning your health done concerning your career done concerning your business and your ministry what the weaponry of prayer and James 5.16 says that this weaponry of prayer, it, it makes tremendous power available. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, of the saints, makes tremendous power available. So in the place of prayer, you generate power. And power is one language the enemy understands. The Bible declares in Psalms 3, 3 verse 6 verse 3, 3 verse 6, that, that through the greatness of your power shall your enemies surrender to themselves, surrender to, to, uh, to you. So the power needs to be great enough to bring your enemies in surrender. As you engage these amazing days of waiting, watching, as you engage in the season of beholding the face of the Lord, I see you generate enough power to cause every any enemy hanging around you to be subdued. Somebody shout a big amen. 
In other words, there are cycles and circles the power of God is going to break and destroy. There are things you've seen for so long, like, 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 like they happen cyclically in seasons, in three months. The woman testified that every two times in a year on the average, she'll have an amazing leakage. But he said, but in the year 2020, I was more deliberate, more intentional. And through the year, nothing like that happened. I, I, I pray that somebody under the sound of my voice will say, in these next few days, as I turn my plate upside down, I am going to be very deliberate, very intentional to see that anything hanging around me that is anti-covenant is shoved out of the way by the power you will generate somebody shout a big amen Jesus said in our text and what happened before this time by the way was this a man had brought his child who had been dumb to the disciples seeking for healing and they were unable to heal the child and eventually they brought this child to Jesus and they said hey master we brought this child to your disciples but they were not able to heal him and this is what Jesus said, hallelujah, in Matthew 7, 21. How be it this kind, ah, yeah, yeah, this particular kind of situation and circumstance doesn't just go out by wishing, doesn't just go out by luck. No, it goes out by the combination of prayer. And faster as potent a weapon prayer is he's saying when you add this element of fasting to prayer you actually you actually multiply the potency of the power of prayer praise God says so this kind it tells me wow that there is no kind that you will ever face no matter how difficult no matter how tempestuous no matter how trying it is, there is really no kind that you will face that you cannot push out when you engage this dual combination of prayer and fasting. This kind does not go apart by prayer and by fasting. Beloved, prayer is reinforced with fasting. Look at a few things Jesus said about fasting in the scriptures. In Matthew 6, verse number 3 says, Matthew 6, 6, verse 3, when you do alms or when you give, when you give, verse 5 says, when thou prayest, verse number 16, when you fast, all right? So there is a when you give, there is a when you pray, there is a when you fast. And in talking about the when, he did two things. He contrasted the wrong way to do it. He says the, 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 the Pharisees give in this way, they give to be seen. The Pharisees, they pray in this way, they pray to be seen. Uh, the Pharisees fast in this way, they pray to be seen. However, don't do it that way. Do it this way. So Jesus was in essence teaching on the need for a consistent lifestyle of giving 
or praying and fasting. When, not if. So we're going to see that fasting is as much a commandment to believers as giving, as praying, and as every and any other commandment in the Bible. Number two, what did he say about fasting? It came in point in time, the Pharisees or the scribes of the met him and said, Hey, Master, John's disciples fast, but your own disciples, they don't fast. What's the reason? And look at Mark 2.19. Mark 2.19. Jesus answered, said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them and then shall they fast in those days. So Jesus was saying, as long as I am with them now, they don't really need to fast. But the time is coming will come when I will be taken and then the need for them to fast will occur. I cannot feel, it's as though he was saying, whilst I'm here with them, I'm carrying the load for them. I'm bearing them up on the wings of eagles. But the time is coming when I won't be here physically. They will have to begin to, on their own, generate their own power to walk as I've walked. Praise God, somebody. Praise God. So he was saying, whilst I'm here, they won't pray. But when I won't fast, but when I'm gone, they will need to add fasting to their prayer. What did he say again about fasting? We're in our text. It says, there comes moments in a man's life and journey. He bumps into a, this kind of situation that he needs to combine prayer and fasting. By the way, it's not that you're to wait to face some kind of serious challenge then you go into prayer and fasting no 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 no. what it means is that you are to engage a, a, a constant or consistent lifestyle of prayer and fasting so if ever you encounter a this kind you have enough power generated to shut it off praise the lord somebody because you see he didn't go into prayer and fasting to deal with this case he was already powered up praise god so we need to power up on a consistent basis to be able to deal with any kind of challenge we may face in this life. We also saw in the life of Jesus and his ministry that he actually fasted and prayed. Luke 4, 1 to 2. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did eat nothing and when they were ended he afterward hunger so Jesus engaged in prayer and fasting and we'll see in verse 14 what happened after this exercise of being tempted overcoming the devil in verse 14 says and Jesus whoa returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and they went out a fame of him through all the region round about. 
when he came out of 40 days of waiting and watching he came out in power and his fame was noise abroad I believe as you and I engage ourselves in the next 21 days we are coming out with something tangible on the other side not just a weight loss exercise not just a health therapy but you and I are coming out with power and the fragrance and the perfume of Jesus the fame of Jesus in your life will be noise abroad in other words men will see you and say of a truth you've been with Jesus you've encountered Jesus on the mountaintop because there will be a visible change in the areas of your life you engage in the place of prayer in other words I want to provoke your expectation that you are not coming out on the other side the same way you are entering from today you are coming out transformed you're coming out changed you're coming out healed you're coming out delivered if there were any yokes around by the virtue of the power that is about to be generated such yokes will be destroyed why there is something about the anointing that destroys yokes and lift burdens hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah we see that fasting is as much of a valid New Testament principle and injunction as it is in the Old Testament. Yes, it is. Valid in the Old and valid in the New. Fasting is something that is somewhat hidden in terms of the power and what is designed to deliver for the saints. And I believe the enemy, as a matter of fact, tries to shroud or hide, conceal the potency and the power of fasting from believers. We're scared because of the, the, the momentary sacrifice of doing without what our body considers to be necessity. But the truth is that when we engage this principle, literally, there are things and there are blessings and there are benefits you come out with that is not quantifiable to the sacrifice of momentary letting go of certain pleasures. No, the prize is far more better than the prize. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A child of God that engages on a consistent basis, a lifestyle of prayer and fasting is a threat to the enemy. Is a threat to the enemy. That you spend time in prayer, in fasting, you are a threat and a threat to the force of darkness. I would like you, beloved brother and sister, to determine that in the next few days, you are going to engage your heart, engage your soul in the place of consecration, in the place of separation unto the Lord. And you're going to determine that enough is enough of certain cycles and circles you've seen in your life. Like Jacob wrestled with the angel all night and said, I won't let go until you bless me. I won't let go until you change me. You are going to determine in the next 21 days, hey, I won't let go until you change my name. I won't let go until you change my story. Somebody said, yes, I believe. You are coming out different on the other side. Hallelujah. Praise God. Enough is enough. One look at a few things fasting the what the when 
the how and the why. Whatever we do in this life without adequate understanding will be short-lived. Number one, we'll lack the staying power to continue to do it if we don't understand why we're doing it. Number two, we'll not reap the benefits of the blessings of doing it. The things you've done are for time that you did not reap the benefit because you just did it almost like a road, like a, like a parrot or, or, or systematically or religiously. But when you have the understanding of why you're praying, why you're fasting, why you're giving, then number one, you have the staying power to continue. The number two, you'll also reap the benefits and the blessings of doing what you're doing. So, so, so some can just embark on a 21-day prayer fast. Okay, the church that you pray, I fast, let me fast. You know, that is good, but not the best. You need to know why it is you're doing what you're doing. Praise the Lord somebody. And by so doing, you will gain the benefits of obedience of doing what you're doing. Psalm 49, 20, we read some days ago, man that is, on, that is in honor and does not understand it is like the beast of the field that perisheth. Man that is in honor, but you don't understand why you're in honor. You're like a beast that perishes. So understanding is key and critical. What is fasting? What is fasting? In a simple layman's term, Fasting is abstinence from food and or water for the purpose of engaging in seasons of concentrated prayer and seeking of the face of the Lord. What is fasting? It is abstinence from food and or water for the purpose of engaging in seeking the face of the Lord in concentrated prayer and pursuit of the face of the Lord. So really, fasting is not just a therapy, it's for a spiritual purpose. Many fast, many religions fast, many cults or whatever it is fast, but we fast for a spiritual purpose to seek the face of the Lord in prayer, in waiting and watching. In other words, when these elements of a fast are not introduced adequately, study, prayer, seeking God's face, it becomes nothing else but a hunger strike. You only do without food, but you don't engage the spiritual element of fasting, which is to seek his face. To cut down from distractions. To be more focused. More concentrated. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. So fasting allows our souls and our bodies to be humbled or weakened. So the room for the spirit is given to be strengthened and to rise to find expression. Naturally, it's a one way to humble our body, our souls, to give room and space for the spirit man to rise, to take the preeminence in our life whilst the body is under subjection of the spirit. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 to 10 regarding Apostle Paul, when he had been buffeted by 
the thorn in the flesh, besought the Lord three times. The Bible says, and he said unto me, this is the Lord now to him, my grace, my grace, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That means weakness, not sickness. All right. My infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, weakness, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That doesn't sound like something I want to hear, but it's a reality. When I am weak, then I am strong. When the body and the soul has been humbled, then am I strong within. Praise God, somebody. When do we fast? Well, as an individual believer, you ought to propose in your heart to fast consistently. And more often than not, if you don't put it on schedule, you may not be consistent. If you fast when you feel like it, you may not fast. But if you propose at the very least, once a week, twice in a month whatever it is it's my time to add to prayer a time of fasting it is highly recommended not legislated for a growing believer to take out one day out of seven days to add fasting to your regular regimen of prayer it's recommended highly not legal not legalized praise God one day whether it's to wait till 12, to wait till 6, but one day, it's part of your personal discipline as a believer. And being a member of Roger is made easier for you because there's already a day in a week that will set apart as a corporate family to wait upon the Lord every Friday. Every Friday, ideally, every member of this great house should take out time to wait upon the Lord in a season of personal fasting and prayer. So that's for an individual. But also, there is also corporate fasting that is called by the eldership or the leadership of the ministry from time to time, as this has been called. You find in moments through scripture that corporate fast were called for people to return back to God, to call upon Him in a moment of passionate seeking, calling. And more often than not, when that was done properly, the hand of God was turned in their favor. Judgment was averted. What was crisis potentially was turned to be a testimony. We find a case in hand in Joel 2, 15 to 17. Joel 2, 15 to 17. A congregational fast was called there. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation assemble the elders gather the children and so on and so forth and this is one of such fast a congregational fast 
and when such is called there is a grace that is called a corporate grace release for a people to wait and there is also a corporate anointing and power that is released that that the things that perhaps you may not have been able to do on your own as an individual there is a corporate anointing that shift those things and i would like to believe as this church embarks in the next 21 days of corporate waiting fasting things will not only shift for us as individuals things will shift for us as a church and a local assembly i believe that things will shift for our city and things will shift for our nation and in the world with the things going on here and there things are about to shift because of the kind of corporate anointing grace and power that is about to be released somebody shout a big amen you must propose in your mind that this one oh i'm going to do it i won't realize it i won't stop from day seven day no 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 no. this one i've made up my mind this wondrous thing i'm going for it hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah how do we fast well there are different kinds of fasting there's a partial fast complete fast daniel fast dry fast which means all your you're neither eating food or drink, food or water or food or drink dry fast abstinent from both food and water and drink but in particular to save time the fast we employ here except otherwise announced or taught is the fast from food right from midnight to the evening of the next day and if you read the fast that Jesus employed or Jesus engaged in a bigger pardon uh, it was said he was without food for 40 days but there was no indication that he was without water for 40 days but was without food praise God so in the next 21 days essentially we turn our plates upside down and it's right about now you hear or smell all kinds of things in the kitchen the restaurant you know it's time to say I, 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 I'm shutting this desire and I'm awakening another kind of desire wow desire I'm exchanging the desire for food for the desire for his presence what what used to be uh, uh, my sustenance I'm putting aside I'm not going to engage the word the prayer as my sustenance Matthew 4 4 says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God so largely in this fast we'll be engaging in the fast from food not necessarily water except of course you want to do that that's fine praise number three or number four why fast and i'll close with this we'll pray why fast there are several biblical benefits of fasting the 58th chapter of Isaiah rightly enumerates multiple blessings and benefits of fasting there. Read the entire chapter to, to begin to see what to expect and desire. Verse 6, verse 12, several benefits, uh, eyes enlightened, health springing for speedily, and all kinds of stuff. 12 of them, yeah. But I want to see why we fast. Number one, we fast. Number one, because it is a commandment. It's a commandment. We're commanded to fast. It says when you fast, when you give, when you pray. It's a commandment. Both in the Old Testament and the New. Apostle Paul, you see in 2 Corinthians 6, from 4 to 6, 
begin to speak of the things wherein he's approved as a minister of the gospel in hunger in this he said but in fasting often so fasting is one of the things that ought to be part and parcel of a believer's lifestyle a growing christian growing christian Joel 2.12 Joel 2.12 Therefore also now said the Lord Turn ye even to me with all your heart And with fasting And with weeping And with mourning So we turn to the Lord With fasting, with weeping, with mourning And rend your heart And not your garment And turn to the Lord your God For he is gracious and merciful Slow to anger and of great kindness And repented him of evil so one thing is when we fast we turn to the law number two why do we fast fasting is a primary way of humbling ourselves before the Lord our souls our souls our souls pride is one of the enemies to answer prayers Humility, when it's found, will always guarantee a lifting as a matter, in a matter of time. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. So, when you're humble, you attract and you drag on the grace of God. And how you can be humble, one of the ways, not the only way, is through the means of fasting. Fasting helps to humble your soul and humble your body. Trust me. The next few days, if you're normal, you'll be quite humble. <laughs> you won't be talking too much. At least you shouldn't be talking too much. Praise God. Number three, we fast to become weak in ourselves to enable the power of God in our spirits to be released or to be unleashed the Bible talks about the greater one in you. First John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you than all that are in the world. So that great one is within you. But, but oftentimes, uh, 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 our, our outward strength wrestles with the great one. Your will, your desire, your passions, your feeling, your choices. But, but, but if we're able to quieten down our will, our selfish desires, then the Christ in us can rise and take preeminence. Number four, why do we fast? We, we fast to confront and to conquer certain sinful habits. We fast to confront and conquer certain sinful habits. So if there are certain things you've been wrestling with for the past few weeks and days and months, this is a season to engage prayer and fasting to confront them and to conquer them. You'll be amazed as you sit with the Lord, sit in the word in prayer. You look back, they will be gone. Praise God. Why do we fast? We fast to seek the Lord for divine direction. Ezra 8, 21-23. The priest Ezra proclaimed a fast, corporate fast, for the Lord to show them the right way to go. Wow. So are you in need of specific direction in particular areas in your life, your marital destiny, your finances, your business, where to work, where to live, where to school? This is an opportunity to table it before the Lord. Say, Lord, I am praying a prayer of inquiry. Show me the way. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We fast in times of crisis to avert judgment. In Esther 4, we see the story told about how it is the Jews were to be destroyed and annihilated as a nation. And Esther said to Mordecai, you pray for me in fasting and pray for three days. I will engage the same. And after that, I will approach the king. If I perish, I perish. Those three days of fasting and prayer were moments that God used to avert what would have been destructive for the entire Jewish nation and turned it around for a testimony. Let's stand up and dedicate and rededicate ourselves for these next few days. Can you rise up and thank the Lord for this opportunity for a spiritual adventure? Ask the Lord for grace. Will you ask the Lord for grace? Lord, engrace me. Lord, engrace me. Lord, engrace me. Oh, engrace me. Sambalo supregada. Lord, we ask for grace. We know it's not by power, not by might. Baptize us with the grace that makes prayer a delight and a joy. We receive grace to turn from our, our plate, our food, to pursue you and to punch you. Father Lord, baptize his house with the needed grace in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whilst we're at it, you're here, you're not born again. Beloved, you can really enjoy fasting and prayer. The one singular prayer you ought to pray is the prayer of salvation. Asking the Lord to come into your heart. Wherever you are in this hall, in the nation, you're saying, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to pray with you where you are. Will you bow your heads, bow your heart. Let's pray together. Join me and pray this prayer. If you know it, 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 it it's tailor-made for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, church, let's pray. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you. Forgive me all of my sins. Lord Jesus, I declare and declare, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. You alone, I will love, I will serve in Jesus' name. Amen. Father Lord, may your hand be strong and mighty upon us. We commend ourselves yet again unto your hands in the next few days. Let the heavens be open. Eat and gather, Lord, let the heavens pour upon us the grace that makes for supplication, intercession, great ease for traffic between heaven and earth. We give you the praise and the glory for the miracles that are birthed and the wonders that are released. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org also download the horn of revival ministry app on google play or apple store to connect with a variety of quality resources including rogic radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life and for real-time ministry you can follow apostle goodheart on twitter the handle is at pastor goodheart and on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle 
good heart. Keep hearing the word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.